forever. Dog. Uh, hi, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, Sydney Elizabeth Washington. Hello, Marie Samuel Faustin. How you doing? I'm doing great. Is that, wait, is that your real? It's middle? Samuel. It's oh, Mali, my God. It's Mali Samuel. I I know I used to say it all the time, but then I've forgotten. It was like, is it really your middle name? It's Mali Samuel Faustin. Thank you. And my middle name is not Elizabeth. It's Britain, just so everybody knows. Sydney Britain Washington. It's B-R-I-T-T-O-N. Britain. Now, what is a Britain, sis? I don't know. I have no clue. Like a Britain filter? No. It, I mean, allegedly, this was like the middle name of my dad, but I don't believe it. So Okay. Yeah. That was my grandmom's maiden name, Britain. Really? It's spelled the same way. Yeah. She just died. You were like, did, so you don't say anything way. messy. Okay, got yep, it. Right. Yep. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> he said she Watch just yourself. died. Yeah. Don't said, say anything. Okay. Check <laughs> your threat. She just died. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hello, hello, Marie. We're good. We're great. Uh, you know, we're here on time. No, we were not, actually. No, we were, we're on time. We were on time. Okay. We're, yeah. we're doing better. 2020. My resolution, well, I don't really have a resolution, but yeah. I am trying to be better about being on time to stuff. I'm trying. Did I, did I talk about how I was 40 minutes late to a date? Yes. No. Last month? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did. Ooh, yeah. 44. Almost an hour late to a date. That was not that far from my house. That's so rude. But he, he was 20 minutes late. So on brand, but so rude. Mm. I mean, me just going to work this week, I was late. Every almost day? E- Almost every day. But how late? Like 40 minutes late? Well, they canceled our meetings. So we didn't have morning meeting anymore. So it was like, well, what am I getting there at 10 for? You got to be at work at 10 o'clock and you'll be late to that? Yeah. 10 o'clock is like a good start time, I feel like, for Sis, you got nerve. For a quote, unquote, what? nine to five. What time is your date? Okay. <laughs> okay, exactly. I don't recall, but you know, I had to throw a look on you. You want to look good, but you don't want to look like you're trying too hard. But what did you do before the date? I got ready for the day. Exactly. You had t- you had all day to get ready for the day. I was day. at Trader Joe's. I was doing laundry. Mm-hmm. I was prepping, you know. I was making sure that my, you know, the the labia lined up properly. Shut I up. was minding my business. That's right. what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, what was I an expert in this week? Thank yeah. you so much for asking. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Uh, this week I was an expert at being uh, an eyewitness. Uh, last <laughs> night I was in my apartment minding my business and I heard voices screaming and there was a yellow cab parked in the middle of the street with the lights on and the door open. And this drunk white woman trying to get into my building, she jumped out and didn't pay the fare. Uh. So the cab driver jumped out and he was like, Miss, pay off the, pay me my money. And she was like, I have to, you're, you're being a fucking asshole. You're being a dickhead. She was cursing this man out for his $24. And he was like, he, I guess he was standing in the doorway and he wouldn't let her get in. And she was screaming at this dude. So, you know, I had to pause, you know, the movie I was, the film I was watching. <laughs> I was watching uh, Aladdin. Uh, I had to pause my for movie. For the 17th time. <laughs> I was uh, it, actually, I wasn't watching Aladdin. I was going to just start Aladdin. I had just watched a Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. That uh-huh. was uh, pretty bad. Yes. Uh, but uh, screaming at her, at her, at him. And then she's like, I, I'm, get, I'm trying to get you the money. I, I had the money's inside. I'm trying to get the money. And he wouldn't let her leave. And people are walking around and there's like a bus stop across the street. This is in the middle of the night. And he's like, somebody please call the police. It's a, it's a bunch of black people outside. <laughs> Nobody's us, calling the police. None of us are calling the police. <laughs> he's, I'm trying to go live. I'm like, uh, can y'all back up from under the fire escape so I can get your faces? And then she just takes off and runs up the street. She leaves him in the doorway and she runs up the street. 
you're being such a dickhead. Why are you being such a... And she's screaming. And he's like, he gets, to, he goes to his car and he picks up his phone and he's trying to call the cops. And then she comes back because she, she lives here. Yeah. Right. Wasted. <laughs> she lives here and he's, she's still yelling at him. He's not yelling at her. Uh, you know, a captain save a beige comes around the corner, a white man in a, in a New Balance. And he's like, sir, leave this woman alone. Leave this woman alone. The door of his cab is still open. He's just trying to get his $24. Yeah. The white dude is like, well, what happened? And she's like, I, she's like, I already paid him. I Venmoed him. Oh my God. I Venmoed him and he's being mean to me. I was like, wow. And he's like, the white dude is like, well, dude, if she already paid you, like, you know, like, what's the problem? <laughs> I'm in the window, like, wow. So he's like, he says to the white girl, he's like, well, show me. Show me your Venmo. And she's like, no. I'm not, no. And he's like, do you have money on you? Do you have your cards? He was like, no. <laughs> he's like, well, so how am I supposed to? And she, then she starts, she turns on him. Of course she does. Anyway, I don't know how it ended. I jumped on the phone, but I think no, the cops came. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know what, he was there. It literally, it was like half an hour of him just trying to get his money. Yeah. And I was like, does she live here? I wonder which one of my neighbors she is, but she seemed like a fun one. So <laughs> I don't know. I've just seen dudes in your apartment. In I mean, I mean, no, your your building. <laughs> wow, okay. shot. So, <laughs> she said, "Well, you know, you you live in a brothel, sis. Yes, so I've never seen men a whole there. house, <laughs> a whole house. house. Eat, pray, ho." Anyway, I was there. I was ready. My phone was charged. I was ready to shoot it if I needed to. But she she didn't have no coat on. She had on like you know like a BB shoe, of course, and a, you know everything just sloppy. A Carlos Santana but bag, I, but yeah, but I, <laughs> but the whole time she's screaming. I'm, I heard her story change a bunch of times, and I was like, if this had been anybody but a drunk white woman, like this scenario would have played out completely differently. Yeah, like the way she was screaming, the white dude popped up at her. Hey, bro, leave her alone. She already paid you. What? Is this guy bothering you? No, but she's bothering me. Praise be a Becky. That's what it be. I'm not praising a Becky. <laughs> but anyway, Sydney, what were you an expert in this week? Uh, what was I an expert in this week? Um, I was. I went through like a little TBT situation because um, I wanted to be inspired. And something made me watch Jamie Foxx, uh, I Might Need Security. Okay. I, I, I watched his whole special again. Mm -hmm. And I remember just watching it when I was like younger and was like, this is the funniest, this is the best special out. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this is really problematic and no jokes. Like he's a, he's a, a character, right? It, it was like, it felt like a one man show. He's like playing music. Yeah. He's he was repeating himself a lot. And he was telling the story about LL Cool J. And that was probably the best part he he gets into africa and he talks about you know you get instant aids there and i was like jamie i'm like how come they haven't re-pulled this up <laughs> and canceled jamie fox well i mean because he's making fun of africa white people don't care about africa truth that's why he's not canceled they're like well you do get instant aids when you go you know what i mean like remember the white lady that went on a trip to africa and she tweeted before her flight took off headed to africa hope i don't get aids yeah. and then she put her phone on airplane mode Heard the tweet went viral yeah. when she landed. She was fired from no, the job. No, that was that was a guy. That was um James Charles, the the makeup, the first guy that was a cover girl. No, no, it, it was, was a woman. woman. James must have done must have oh, said he, it he later. Did the same thing. Yeah. Oh my god, do they? Mm. Why don't they what pay is, eighteen dollars and just get get the Wi Fi? 
Is that how much it costs? In-flight Wi-Fi? It's a little expensive. What did James say? When did he, he said, say that? It was like, I'm going to get Ebola. And then he was when he landed, he was canceled. They keep trying to cancel him, but he's still... Yeah, he keeps on coming back. He's still a cover girl <laughs> or whatever. So He's herpes. There it is. Keeps coming back. Yep. Mm. So yeah, I, w- I was just wanted to be inspired comedically. And I just found out like all the stuff that I thought was funny 10 years ago. Not as funny in... 2020. I mean, I haven't seen the special in years, but I remember thinking it was really, really good too. Africa. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jamie Foxx is funny. He you know? is a he's a funny person, but I just if you look at a stand-up special and you want like set up punchline, like joke, he it's not that. It's it felt very loose. I was like, did he did he write it in this day? Yeah, but every comic is not a set up punchline comic. Right, 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 I'm right. Not right. a set up punchline comedian. No. I'd be telling these long ass these long ass stories. I mean, I don't think that they they problematic. I'm not talking about getting AIDS, but you know, should I add that to the set? No. no. Will that get me an Academy Award? No. But speaking of a stand-up comedian who's not problematic, speaking uh, of Academy Award, yeah, <laughs> our guest today, uh, she is a stand-up comedian. She's a writer, mm-hmm. journalist. She's out here. She got a freaking book out. She's an Amazon. Yes, it's called uh, "Fuck Your Diet." Okay, or here. F your diet. Okay, yeah. F, F your, your diet. diet. Yes. Ooh, wow. Um, and she's actually our dieting expert. Yes. Give it up for Chloe Hiller. Chloe. Thank you. Hi, Chloe. Well, first of all, do you have any thoughts on anything that you heard thus far? I definitely would have called the cops. On the white lady? Oh, I love calling the cops on white people. Oh, wow. Any opportunity, I'll be right there. And I would have stayed in the window with my curtain pulled back to see them arrive. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have given them a callback number two, just if they needed it. (laughs) Just in case. Yeah, I love calling a cop. Whenever I got that's that's our reparations. Oh, wow. Mm. Calling cops on white bitches, especially when they wild, loud, and drunk. Of course. This lady took off running in her little uh, ankle boots, Mm -mm. ankle booties. And she's your neighbor because who's to say she won't do that in the building? Like, what if she gets drunk? What if you try to come home and she's drunk and she don't know you and she's saying, "Why are you coming in my building?" Mm, Got wow. set that tongue early. Didn't even know that. Didn't wow. Even, didn't even know that. It's a snowball effect. It you is. Know, you let Literally, her get away with this. Yeah. Now she's, she's not letting you. She now she's not letting you in yeah, your own you, damn building. You, you can have your your new dick appointment coming by. He down there waiting for you. Buzzing in. Oh, and she's like, care. she's like, I don't know you. Yeah. Who are you? Cock blocking Becky. You're an asshole, cock blocking Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a new one. Hashtag it. Yeah. Merch. Uh, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx, did you remember the special? I never really watched that entire special. I remember clips of it like when he was doing Brady Bunch, right? He did a Brady Bunch in that one. I don't know. No. Did he do the- oh. No, he did Any Given Sunday. No, no, no. I'm uh, saying like the song, the Brady Bunch song when he's playing on the Oh, yes, on the piano. Yes, 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 I mean, I know yeah. that part, but right. I never really gravitated towards Jamie Foxx because I agree. I don't think that his type of comedy was what I was interested in. Also, I never thought about comedy before I got into comedy. I never mm. watched comedy like, let me see what they're doing because I'm going to do this. It, right. it never crossed my mind like that. So No, I was just, I was watching it to watch it when, I, when it came out, yeah. but yeah. But I see what you're saying. I, yeah, so I, to me, he just, I never, I like to show. I just always thought he was just silly. So yes. I never really was like, oh, let me see what he wants to do I, I'm a big fan of his interviews. Uh, I just feel like when he does like a daytime appearance or a late night appearance, he's just fun. It seems yeah. like, you know, he's, he's like a good guest. You know, his stories are good. He's like sure. Tiffany Haddish in that way. Yeah. Or she's like him in that way. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's something that, that we should be really cognizant of. Like when you start doing press, how you can like engage him and also 
always control the conversation because yeah. they they don't really know what to access as comedians. So you kind of always have to. And what they do normally is like when you do a pre-interview, they'll ask you things so they can set you up. So you can just do your, basically do your jokes in the interview form anyway. So just right. be as like animated as possible. Oh, honey, he controls the narrative always. because I've met him several times and it's Woo, it is a Jamie Foxx show. It's yeah. He's talking, and I was like, is anybody going to try to get no. in the convo? No, mm-hmm. they let him rock. Well, that was the cool <laughs> thing about like <laughs> Tiffany Haddish when she was doing press for Girls Trip. She did that. She told that story about getting going on a Groupon mm-hmm. with Will and Jada Smith. Yeah. And now she's the spokesperson for Groupon. Yeah. Beautiful. Like, she does ads for them. Mm-hmm. Ah. Beautiful and gift. she was just being her. That was a truthful story. That yeah. was an honest. She's She was cheap, and she got a Groupon. And that was it. And Will Smith got on the Groupon with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I keep telling my story about Uber, and they still haven't sponsored me yet. This is crazy. Uh, you haven't you done gotta it press. On, you got to say it on late night. You got to do it on late, uh, late right, night. Right. Oh, so couch. I have to be somebody. Got it. Okay, yeah. I heard you. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sydney, I feel like we've been telling you you yeah. got to be somebody. Get free stuff. <laughs> Literally every week, you're like, I want free stuff. And we're like, <laughs> you're not famous. You, I mean, you definitely can. you starting to get free. I know that that, that wig is free. Ain't okay, free? the wig is free. Wow. Just tell my business thing. Thank you, uh, Maven Hair. You guys, I have a I'm code. Sure. I'm dropping it. Um, you, it will already be dropped. But yes, there's a code if you want to get Maven Hair. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get my hair back. What's the code? <laughs> I, I'm just, I don't know why she's sitting on this gold mine, bitch. I, just, I done gave you the alley oop oop. Okay, I gave you the alley oop oop. Chloe and I, two black women sitting here. We want some free hair. You I, order your hair, and then they hook you up with a free stylist they install it for does free it, could, so for the hair. Sydney special does it come with a metro card too oh <laughs> no 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 Shining. you gotta walk there no you get a stylist that's close to you okay certified oh. that will do it right okay cool. and you can see their work it's great Maven hair and you right. see their portfolio we can yeah. see little, their book yes you can see it. what they work on yeah. we'll go I'm see gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk to you about it after I gotta set my, my wig game up I got you I'll get you a cold boot um, what kind of wigs are you, are you interested in like long silk well things? so okay so I wore a wig on my breakfast club interview and okay. it's like it's a it's a 100% human hair it's really thick and it and it matches the it looks like your hair. hair oh girl they dragged me in them comments they no. was like this, this, who's this tranny with this <gasps> oh, wig oh the rip and I was like this is crazy oh. but you know what's so weird to me it's like it was so crazy to me I didn't take it personally at all but it just felt interesting oh. how people's reaction to natural hair aesthetic is which is yep. this wig looks like blown out natural hair but you're so used to w- women especially black women having like silky flowing in the wind hair mm-hmm. that when you see a textured straight hair you're just like ugh why is her hair like that? And she's just like, this is what my actual hair looks it's like. It's called self-hate, ladies. Oh, it's so much. That's it's what it so is. So much self-hate. It's because so much like, self-hate. like, and not everybody likes their hair to be silky. Like, I love a blowout. No, I don't like J'adore a blowout. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm here uh, <laughs> petting, your, petting my your, Brazilian. With your silky. Peruvian yeah. hair. <laughs> with your hair from Paraguay. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but that, I mean, that's the look that you like. But to me, I just, uh, me, I was always so conscious about my hair anyway because I, I always want to like reflect something that's realistic for uh, for women seeing it that's like oh I could see myself looking like that not mm-hmm. like I could never see myself looking like that and so I've always wanted to manage my image to be on parallel with how I look naturally I don't ever want to show up and be like who the fuck is that person that looks nothing like Chloe <laughs> and so I just got a wig really nice wig I, I still like it. I'm aware I don't care keep but, wearing it friend yeah. of course but it just thought it was interesting like the reaction was like what's up with her like like Matt, like also 
the early comments are always the trolls, always the people who got something negative to say. So they were like, what's up with her hair? And then like finally someone was like, oh no, I think that might be her hair. Because like the front of my, is my hair. So you, yeah. you actually talking about like and my natural hair. And you have long, thick hair. Beautiful yeah. hair. Gorgeous. Thank you. You're and just on the run. You're on tour. So you don't have yeah. time to be doing your own hair the, every single to show. Me, yeah. And that was another thing. It was like, I had to come to terms. It's like, I really don't want to do my hair every day. And secondly, it's all about like... um. It's, kind of, it's like quality control. It's like mm-hmm. being able to have the look that I want on a daily basis without like freaking out and having a heart attack and throwing my arms up in the air and, and like wanting to cut the shit off, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just like, I want to just be able to have that look. But yeah, Ugh, I miss baby. my hair. Really? I miss but, having hair. So put, so what you going to do? What you doing? Well, see, and it's so, my head is so small that like, I'm like a, a XXS in wigs. It's rude. Uh, just make one. Nah, just I'm I'm grown. I'm a grown out. I'm gonna bleach it one more time, okay? Because I want to be blonde for like the end of this month, and then I'm gonna have to cut the blonde out, and I'm gonna grow it out. Uh But I'm dread. I keep cutting it. I've been shaving it regularly Mm -hmm. because that those first six months of growing it out, I'm dreading it because I know it's gonna look so bad. No, but if this is the thing, I've I've cut my hair at least three or four three or four times in my life, like shaved it all all the way off. And what I realized that I wish I had done, I wish I had done more fun cuts during mm-hmm. that grow out process. Like if I had done like a taper cut with like designs in the back, or like more length in the front, some color, I probably would have enjoyed that length more. But I let my shit grow out like straight up Willis different strokes. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little, like a little homeless man. And it just, and I should have probably styled it more. But also when I was cutting my hair like that, people weren't really like cutting women's hair with style. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh. oh, you just got like, you know, NDRA. send us those photos. We'll post that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll put that on the unofficial extra page. Yeah, that's fine. How long did it take you to grow your hair back? My hair grows back whenever I cut it off about, I would say about like two and a half years. Like yeah. all the way back down to like my shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You have very, very full, beautiful hair. Thank Edges you. are intact. Yeah, um, where, where are you from, Chloe? Brooklyn, New York. Born and raised. I usually don't see people with edges like that in Ooh, Brooklyn. Oh, the shit. <laughs> One of a kind. <laughs> we bring in the best, baby. <laughs> edges is full. Mm-hmm. Uh, love to see it. Yeah. Here for it. Um, okay, so let's talk about it. You, How tall are you, first of all? I'm 6'1". 6'1", mm-hmm. um, probably about like 240 pounds because I gained weight over the holidays. You don't look like 240. Because she's 6'1". Yeah, because I'm 6'1". Yeah. Also, it's interesting, as I've gotten older, the way I carry my weight has changed. So this time, when I've gained weight, it's been mostly in my butt and my thighs. Look you at do, You do got a little bump there. And I, the bump bump is cute. I cover it because Sydney sexually harassed me every time oh, she sees my butt. Oh, stop it. No, last time, time. I saw you, last time I saw you, we were taking pictures and you were trying to cover your butt. And I was like, please take your coat off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not taking photos for you to post on the gram and you got your butt covered. <laughs> I don't even really think about it like that. I just, you know what it is? Because growing up, I never used my body as like a sexual piece of desire it was never something i was like oh i'm about to hit him with this i never like you're like bam shoulders yeah i never i never really like i mean i got boobs i got butt but i never capitalized on those things so even as an adult i don't think to like flaunt those things in photos i don't Ah, think that's that's what i go to it's like i look back at it so when you say you don't really you you didn't really use your body that means you was paying for all your meals in your 20s Um, in your teens 
Yeah. Wow. I never. I and couldn't. I, I couldn't be. It was hard for me to be like a a kept a kept girl. It was hard. Also because I just didn't have a personality for it. Mm, let's an, chat about that. What do you mean? To tell a man, yeah. All right. So I try. I've, I have conversations right mm-hmm. with this one guy who was you know fat, ugly, mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. had money, whatever. Oh, right. that's like quintessential sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And so I had all my girlfriends being like, just try, just try to be kept. Like, what's the problem? Where he did wants first to of all, keep sis, you. give us the backstory. Where did you meet? This yeah. fat, ugly, bald, rich man. Well, I worked in I worked in entertainment, so I would just I would be in parties all the time. I, mm. I worked at Source Magazine. I worked at Vibe. Look so at would, you! You are a TBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I would I would be at like part like Monday through Thursdays when we would go out like after work, and this is when pe- this is when wrecking companies had budgets. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they would it would you know I went to one party. I'll never forget. I went to one party. It was at Nikki Beach. I remember Nikki Beach. Everything was white. Yeah, everything was white. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sand and seashells. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I don't know what the... It, the thing is, you never know what it's for, but it's like something promotional. But That's nobody gave a shit. Yeah. You just yeah. go It's there. like a new liquor yeah, or something. new something. And they had Hennessy bottles like on the table in deck in, as decorations, like full real Hennessy bottles. And I just went into this like big cylinder glass vase and like went in and grabbed a Hennessy bottle and just put it in my purse. <laughs> and this dude was like, yo, I saw you. And I was like, and? I don't care. So, And I don't even drink Hennessy, but I just like took it and then we just started talking he was like yo, that's how up? you met him mm-hmm. he's like oh she really needs my help <laughs> no, no. I think he was like yo she don't give a fuck like yeah he was just like, I like style. yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. I because I because also in those situations even like even in college I because I was always a bigger girl and I was overweight and I was chunky and fat and unpopular and bully I never saw myself as being a catch like physically like I knew mentally I was a catch like I could go toe to toe with any man I can make him laugh I can impress him I can like you know knock him down you a couple intrigue pack. Somebody. I can intrigue yeah. him mm-hmm. but it was always it was always like the best analogy is like if I met a guy mm-hmm. it wouldn't be until like the third time that we were around each other that he'd be like oh wow you're pretty because I never put that first I was always shooting shit with him or like making him laugh or saying some will shit like something like intellectually I was always like enticing him and then he would look at me one day and be like oh you are actually wow cute well, well so, you know these men yeah, yeah. they got cataracts but that was see. no but that was me but <laughs> that was me because it, it wasn't I wasn't doing like oh what's up hey how you doing I'm like yo what's up what's good we going out I, I want to eat like that like that's how <laughs> I talk to guys so honestly I feel like that is the blueprint that's how you should be hey what's up I, what, I want to eat yeah. yeah so I would get, I would meet guys like that and they would be like oh you know you so like oh you so funny and so it was just that was how I got guys mm-hmm. but then this one particular guy he was just he just was used to being a sugar daddy and so I remember he would like pick me up and he had like a Cadillac Escalade truck and mm-hmm. you know all the mm-hmm. shit oh, early lived, 2000s uh, girl yes and so <laughs> I lived like in West Bubble fucking Queens and he would like pick me up in the city and take me home and and I had like a really big apartment because it was in West Bubble fuck Queens but I live with my cousin mm-hmm. and he was like listen he was like I'll pay your rent but I need a key to your apartment and you can't have nobody else over here and I can come whenever the fuck I want. And I was like, no thanks. Well, how, how much, much was, was your rent? rent? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the rent looking like? Six? My rent was, it was not expensive. My, it was my, $600. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it was yeah. like $750. Yeah. I would, I but that was yeah. like the entire, that was for the entire apartment. That was, that was like the entire apartment was like $750. And I was like, And you didn't nah. want to help you and your cousin out? Now, I don't want him walking up in my fucking apartment whenever he felt like that. To me, I just didn't mm. like that sense of like not having control over my life. And I realized that. He wasn't that really going to come by. You live in Queens. Yeah. No, he he was, saying, you was just by. saying that. He was joking with you. Nah, he would have he would have come by. He'd pop in like once yeah. a week. Yeah. Yeah, that's once too much. <laughs> Sydney, would you 
<laughs> would you take that offer if somebody was like, I'll pay your rent, but you can't have nobody over here and uh, I want to be able to come over whenever I want? If the rent was twenty eight hundred, yeah, That's what, absolutely. No, I'm saying like, yeah, it'd be whatever. Right whatever. now, in my part, absolutely no, not. No, not where you at now. Yeah, it's but twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah sure. a nice apartment. If it was come a nice through, dude. But see, I don't know, want nobody in here anyway. I know. <laughs> but see, you know what? But when I think about like the whole kept woman thing, it just reminds me like Cassie is like the quintessential kept woman. Yeah, and oh, she Diddy, wasted yeah. ten years of her life with Diddy, and they have nothing to show for it. But and did she waste it? Like she saw the world. She put out an album. I know. No, I don't think I think that she was first of all to be with somebody who you can't publicly be with because of their image is already I feel like it's a blow to your ego. She was out with him yes, every time. What but you mean? Did he, yeah, oh, no, but no, 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 no. But no, I was for like say. the first, like the first, like six to seven years, like they wasn't even in pictures together. Like they, like if you were so if you were at a party with Diddy and I've been at parties and he's been around New York City, same and. If a photographer comes and you say you're Cassie and I'm Diddy and we stand next to each other, the photographer will put the camera up. He'll be like, no, put your camera down. And then he would go over to another side where she wasn't there and then take pictures with like the the boys. I feel like people say that Cassie wasted 10 years of her life, but she saw the world. She didn't spend any money. He was probably giving her a cute little allowance. And you she know, was in a bad movie. Her, she was not a good singer. Like she, she yeah. was never going to be famous in that way. And we talk about Cassie now, but she don't got no real skills. Uh, oh, Marie! I'm just saying, like we, Cassie we, is listening. She's not a good actress, and she's not a good singer. She, can, I, she's, she's not. A, I mean, listen, she's listen, she's gorgeous. She's and gorgeous. She, she could have. She's she could have been a Kylie or a Kendall uh, Jenner. She could have had a makeup line. She, she can still do that line. though. Could, yeah, I mean, now she's a mom. I think her her focus is different. But I mean, like imagine the your best your best ten years. Yeah, but the life that she has the th- nineteen. But the, the life that Cassie has now is because of Diddy. I mean, she I'm met, she, she met her trainer. She met her trainer. trainer. Right. Look at God. That's what I'm saying. She has a son okay. now. She, I know. That's she's a, happy. That's a long stretch. That's a long you, that's The a long universe journey. blessed her, but that's honestly. Like, that's like putting 10 years into a job. True. It was a job. Mm. I was a waitress yeah. for 10 years. Okay. And, know, and you don't yeah. have, you don't Bitch. have Cassie money. Uh, well, I have titties. But you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but who paid for them? I did. Exactly. Diddy would have paid for Cassie's tits. True. Yeah. It's all I'm saying. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a win-lose. Yeah. No, yeah, you got to look at it like half full, half empty. But to me, I don't, I could not be in a situation where I was in a, a relationship or a business transaction with somebody and I just didn't have the autonomy to do and be whoever I wanted to be. Yeah. I could do it uh, for a little bit. Uh, I could do, <laughs> I could do like two, three years. Uh, I could do 12 months. Uh Sugar daddies, if you're listening, uh, holla at your beach. Uh, uh, Chloe, you keep saying that you were like, you grew up, you were really big. Like, how, how much did you weigh when you were younger? Yeah, so I got. When you were born. Um, When I was born, I was small. I was like, I don't know, like six pounds. No. Maybe like six pounds, one ounce. But I was like really long. I was like a tall, like long baby. Mm. Um, And Hot. then I didn't get, I didn't get big <laughs> until, I just started gaining weight until about like five or six years old. And. I would say probably around like fourth or fifth grade, I was probably about, my mother's five, five. So I was like, probably like five, two, three. In fourth grade? Mm-hmm. Damn, Chloe. Yeah. How old are you in fourth grade? Nine, 10. You were five, two. You were, wow. Okay. So yeah. you were taller than your mom almost. Almost, yeah. I was definitely like, when I was like four or five, I was like almost to her shoulder. So she, I know that she's five, five. And so I was about like five, two, five, three. And probably like, uh, close to like a hundred and probably like 
20 pounds. What? So you, That's me now. Exactly. You weighed this yeah. when you were in fourth grade. Yeah. Oh my God, Chloe. Jeez. Was it something yeah. in the milk? Yeah. Was it no? Was it the I just diet? was bad. I just no. I mean, I think of course it's of course it's a diet. Yeah. So I mean, in my book, I talk about like how we don't realize like what we're exposed to as a kid influences our our relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And my mother did a good job. She didn't take me to fast food. I wasn't allowed to like do McDonald's like maybe like once a year for like my birthday. Right. But it was also like a lot of processed stuff and sugars and, you know, things that we don't realize that we retain. And so it, the biggest like aha moment. So as I got older recently, I started eating for my blood type. And based on your blood type, they can tell you like a list of foods that don't work with your body. What's your blood type? Oh, I don't even know what my a. blood type is. Yeah. Blood type A. Is that popular or? Um, is that know. O? <laughs> no, O. No, O is like the O is like the rare, rare, one. rare. Okay. Well, okay. the thing is that you you can definitely find out your blood type. They have a little finger prick test on Amazon. That's how I did it, and it's basically like this, like little. Um, medically treated like strip of paper and you just poke your finger and then you put a drop in and then however reacts it lets you know which one. Oh, oh. Sydney, do you know your blood type? No. And but how do you know I don't yours? think I've ever known I've yeah. never known my blood type. I've never yeah. known it. You should do it. You should do it and it's cheap and that's what I'm telling people about it because if you go to a doctor they charge you like, you know, money for blood work but if you can just do the finger prick test it's okay, maybe like, I'm gonna do it. It's maybe okay. like four or five dollars. I'm here for it. And so I'm blood type A and blood type A should really be um should really be vegetarian or vegan and so Um, it makes a lot of sense because i stop eating red meat like i'll eat it every once in a while like rare but i don't buy red meat i don't cook red meat right if like my brother has a steak i'm like oh let me get a bite and that's all i need Mm -hmm. but i gave a red meat like like 12 years old i was like i don't like it i'm done you gave up red meat when you were 12 Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big step you were so mature i was just over it i didn't like it i just i feel like well you had like cool parents i just i I feel like in my haitian ass house i can't imagine being 12 and saying i'm not i don't eat eat that type of food yeah yeah, not, not at all. This is what we eat here. Well, mm-hmm. my, I've been I had by that point. I've been through so many diet and weight issues. By that point, they was like, okay, fine. Like we not because. So I'm jumping around, but like no, I gained a lot. I gained a lot of weight, and then in elementary school, and and I was the youngest, the tallest, and the heaviest. And you know, I got bullied all the time. And then my mother was gorgeous. I mean, she's still beautiful, but mm-hmm. she was like fit, like size four, mm-hmm. long hair. You know, lighter than me. Like you know. You got pictures? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paula Patton? Yeah. I like, I've seen pictures of your mom. Yeah, on your like she, before. you know, she she gave me my mom to me. She always gave me like Felicia Rashad vibes, like mm-hmm. that mom, like that, mm-hmm. like that look. Her like very sick, you know, shoulder pads, like you know, fluffy hair, mm-hmm. like that, um, feather bangs, you know. And so she just didn't know what to do to help me because I was so bull- I was bullied so much. So she just like gave me slim fast one day. Like she sent me to school with slim fast. And so like for like <laughs> two weeks I had slim fast. She wrapped it in foil. And she was like, this is going to be a lot. She had as, it in a paper bag like a homeless man drinking on the train. Kid? As a kid? That's yeah. insanity so, to me. And so then uh. I went to school and I would, you know, so now I'm sitting at the table with my son. I didn't, I knew, I didn't know like the first day. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to drink my mother gave me. <laughs> And then the kids were like, why are you not eating lunch? I was like, oh, I have a milkshake. And they was like, oh, your mother gave you a milkshake? And I was like, yeah. And they was like, well, how'd she get in the metal can? I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will say I I drank Slim Fast as a kid because I liked the way it tastes. Mm. I don't know who bought it in my house, but I just liked it the way they tasted. Yeah, yeah. I only liked the chocolate one. It was, it, oh, it really? Like ch- I don't like strawberry. I you liked like the strawberry I one. knew you were a strawberry. Yeah. Insure, insure is my shit. Insure is yeah. my jam. Yeah. That is the nah, shit. Nah, I don't, I don't like Vanilla. None, I don't that's like it. none of that shit. Now there's like that chalky, milky. I don't like it. So, you gotta shake it real good. Yeah, mm, 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 mm. cut it with some water. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Add, add milk. 
Yeah. Oh. Well, not anymore. No, but, no friends. Well, you know. <laughs> oat milk. Um, yeah, oat milk. I love oat milk. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and so, okay, so when I was talking about the eat right for your blood type, so uh, when I was looking into it, it said that something I should stay away from is pumpernickel bread. Pumpernickel bread is not good for my blood type. Mm. And it's interesting because that was the only bread we ate in my house as a oh. kid. And so you're thinking about like, well, when you eat, so... I'm not a scientist, but I've been on so many diets. So when your body eats something that it doesn't accept, it mm-hmm. creates antibodies. And that's how it, that's how your body protects itself in order to process this thing that it doesn't really want to eat. And so you may have reactions to things, but you don't know that that thing that you ate made you have this reaction because you're eating so many other things. It's not like we're it's not like we eat like single meals of just one thing. One thing. Like, so yeah. if you're eating a salad. And it has chickpeas and olives and tomatoes and onions in it. And you're just like, I don't know, something in that salad. But you don't, you never know what it is until you eliminate that thing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then even when you eliminate something from your diet, it takes 21 days to, to purge all the antibodies. 21 days? Yeah. So if, you, so if you ever do a cleanse or a detox, you should always do it for 21 days so that you can really purge your body of all the antibodies. So you can really then one by one reintroduce things into your diet to see how you react to it. And 21 days is the amount it takes to pick up a habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. So, wow. so smart. Okay. Yeah. A word. And so I was thinking back like, damn, I was just eating this bread that I shouldn't have been fucking eating my whole childhood. Like who's to say like that, that's something that like contributed to like my body and my like digestive system and how I process certain things. And I mean, also now I learned that I can't eat, I can't eat chickpeas. So mm. no hummus. Damn. Um, no mango, tomato, coconut, cashews, bananas okay all the cool things everything what kind that's of life are you living wheat. chloe yeah what can you wheat. eat am i supposed to eat wheat and gluten um, oh, okay you gluten free sis mm. no i'm not gluten free <laughs> but like there's certain things that i realize like when i eat like as an adult you eat things and you're just like oh i can't eat that thing and now i have more of an understanding as to why i can't eat those things if you do the eating for your blood type. yeah blood so type. what can you eat i can eat a vegan or vegetarian diet limited dairy um, limited protein. I can do chicken, chicken or turkey, but red meats are not good for my body. Um, can you still do fish? Fish, white fishes, but certain fishes, no. And in, in the book that I have called Eat Right for Your Blood Type, it actually lists all the things to avoid, things that are neutral for your body and things that are good for your body. Oh, wow. And so that to me has been the most like productive way of eating because like I said, I've done every diet. I've been on pills. I've been on powders. I've been on no food. I've been on water diet. Like okay, everything So what's ever. the first diet that you ever went on? It was the Slim Fast. It was Slim Fast in elementary school. And then it was like another powder after that that my mother ordered. And so she would like make the shake in the morning and have, and have me drink that and then like drink something else at lunch. So that was powdered. And then after that- How um, long were you on that for? I mean, I fought and kicked and screamed and we would have knockdown drag out arguments every day before school. And my dad was like, just cut it out. Like, she's miserable. Just let her be this. Like, just did make you her lose, a sandwich. Did no, you lose any weight? Not a pound because I didn't do no physical activity. <laughs> you were just like, well, I'm just going to eat drink this shake. Yeah. yeah. And this metal It's just going to sit here. Yeah. And <laughs> it's going to sit in my stomach. But that's another thing. It's like when you grow up in New York City, you don't, as a kid, you really don't have a lot of physical activity. No. You don't, I mean, you go to gym class maybe yep. once a day or once every other day. Now kids go to gym class once a week. And in and, and the 80s growing up, we wasn't going outside and playing. Like my family was not letting me go outside and play. Like it was height of the crack epidemic. Yeah. Even at my elementary school, when we went to the, when we went to the, the playground, there was crack vials everywhere. They would have to like to sweep before we could go outside and play. 
So it was just like not a good time to be outside just running around. And if you was out running around, it means your parents didn't really give a fuck or they wasn't there or something. That was their vials on the the playground. I grew up in uh, Oakland, California. And like playing outside was like the thing. That's the Mm -hmm. norm. Like I had two big wheels. I had a bike. I had skates, like climbing fences, trees. You always bragging about. I'm just saying like. I had two big wheels. Yeah. You know, that's just, that was just life. You know, we didn't. We didn't really have any big kids in my class. No, we didn't. It was in New York City, especially at that time, it was like, you better be careful because you know you be snatching kids up and don't eat from the ice cream truck. They put razor blades in the bottom of the cones. It was like all this other shit that you just heard all the time. People was like, nah, I'm not letting my kids go outside like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also came from a very protective family and I was the first grandchild. So it was even more so they wasn't going to let me go out like that. I wasn't allowed to play outside. Like run the streets. You ain't going to be running. That's the thing. You ain't going to be running these streets. And you're like, all right, I'm going to be sitting inside. You're like, but I want to go outside. But you would watch other kids play outside. Uh, Yeah. Or I would be in the backyard helping my grandmother do some crunchy shit like shell peas or like cut up deer meat. Cut up deer meat? Yeah, your country. Deer meat. Where yeah, was yeah. the deer coming I mean, from? Somebody, you know, there was always a cousin of somebody that just went hunting somewhere and brought up some meat from down south. Just here you freezer go. full of Put deer, in deer meat. Yeah, deer just meat hooves in the ice. No, cubes? not no damn hooves. No. You know, but I was just like, y'all over there helper. eating uh, Rudolph. No, <laughs> it was. I was very rare, but like. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so I was always at my grandmother doing something and running errands, but I wasn't just like out like that. And so I, that was like the first I said, oh, let me just was on Slim Fast and mm-hmm. then like powdered shit. And then when I got to junior high school, not so much because I went to a school with like a lot of West Indian kids and they were big and they were like, you fine. Like, I don't know what you tripping. Like, They're like, you're not big, yeah. No, you like, you good. You're skinny. Yeah, you fine. Big boned. Yeah. And then when I got to high school, I started playing basketball and I started losing weight because I was working out, but then I wasn't eating because I didn't know anything about like nutrition. I would eat a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios in the morning and then go to school and not eat all day because who's buying school lunch? Not I. That's not, not cool. You can be sitting there eating no school lunch. Mm, I was. I had a free lunch in school because we was poor. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I got free lunch too, but I, you wasn't eating it because people was like, ew, you eating a burger from school? That's gross. My and auntie so, made me lunch, but it was like, it was oh, a senior you, oh, No, but no, but I was, hold on, hold on. It was a senior Oh, my God. On. Wait She's a minute. Basically a white woman over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, you grew up in the seventh heaven house? She's senior citizen, though. They're like they're making sandwiches with, with the thinnest amount of mayo, not enough. Mm. The, one slice of meat. They were being very, very particular about how much stuff they gave. They needed the, the bologna to last for <laughs> I love how I said I didn't eat lunch at all and she complained about having a sandwich. Yeah. She's still trying to minimize the fact that someone made her a sandwich. She's like, my auntie made me a sandwich. every. She made me lunch every but day. it was the worst sandwich You ever. probably had it chips was. and you had a fruit in that bag. <laughs> I did have a fruit. Exactly. <laughs> there was a yogurt in uh, there. No, a bruised apple. Um, yeah. No, continue, Chloe. <laughs> no, well, you know, because I, I play basketball, you got to keep up appearances. You can't be just, you know... You, only, you just had to be cool so you didn't eat school lunch and I would have like a dollar and then I would just eat like a candy bar from the vending machine and then I would have basketball practice and play for like two, three hours and then go home and be starving Burning and I did all that those calories. Yeah, and I did that for like at least three or four years that did, did to know until like one day I like passed out on the train <gasps> Yeah, I passed out on a train because I was over hungry and I hadn't eaten and I was just like doing physical activity um, and so I had, I realized like in retrospect and writing this book, I realized like, I was like, I legit had an eating disorder yeah, like absolutely. in high school. Hands down. Wait, when you passed out on the train, first of all, what subway was it? 
Oh, it was a J train. I was like, Ooh, that's the worst train the to, to pass across. out. No, it's not. It was fine. Yeah. I, I was coming across the Williamsburg Bridge. My stop on, on the J train is Marcy Avenue. So I was like, I, like I was on and I was standing up. I was standing up. I was holding a railing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so hungry. You know how you just talk to me. I was like, I'm so hungry. Just get off this train. You'll be fine. You'll be fine, girl. Don't worry. You're just going to walk home. it take you about like 10 minutes to get home. You'll be fine. You get something to eat when you get home. And as I'm like talking to myself, the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm on the floor. And I'm like pushing myself up and I'm looking around and everybody's like, oh my God, you just fainted. And then like this woman was like, do you want a banana? I was like, no, I don't like bananas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> do you want a seat? No, I'm again, I'm like, no, 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 sit down, sit down. So I just like, like got off, like head of shame, you know, like shame my head down. And then I went downstairs and I had like, like 20 cents in my pocket. And I just went to like the Asian fruit stand guy. And I was like, please let me just get an apple. And he was like, fine. And then he gave me an apple. I just like devoured it on my way home. And didn't even tell my parents that I like passed out on the train. And then, wow, that was high school. And then when I got to college, I still played basketball, but mm-hmm. I started learning more about nutrition because we had like a health, you know, a health person mm-hmm. and, and a trainer and a mm-hmm. coach, like three coaches. And so it was like you should be eating this every day. That like we sat this down with amount the of calories, this amount of calories. This exactly what a meal is. Portion control because you don't. I mean, growing up in a black family, you don't know nothing about portion control. It was like you eat what's on your plate. Everything that's on your plate. And you which eat is, when you're hungry. Well, not no. in my house. No, you eat when they say it's time for you to eat. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, and, uh, Sydney, you had that, that that auntie that oh. lets you eat. When you, you would just open the fridge and be like, "I'm taking these of these six things." Yeah, you know? no, you ate when they said you can eat. It's oh. not time for dinner, Mom. I'm hungry. Dinner's not ready. I'll let you know when it's ready. Go back to your room. Oh wow. Or Mom, I'm hungry. Eat an apple. Yes. You guys really did grow up bad. Have some water. Yeah. <laughs> what water? Yeah. It tastes weird. Yeah, I was a thing. You thirsty? You want water? But you ain't thirsty. Uh, I guess <laughs> Um, but yeah and then my grandmother when she had me when I was younger like she watched me when my parents worked and Mm -hmm. so she would cook whatever and it was not catered to a kid it was grown ass people food and I had to eat everything on my plate and so she taught me how to overeat what's grown ass people food oh oh, man liver and lima beans gravy onions I grew up like that too Yeah, Um, you know of course lima beans with (sighs) all types of pork meat in it (sighs) gross chicken gizzards fried chicken gizzards chicken Chicken gizzards yeah just ham hunts oh yeah my mother would make gizzard and we never ate it's chewy oh you gotta eat it what is a gizzard it's the insides it's the internal organs of an animal insides but like the butthole like what's no, the no, it's like it's like the tissues, like the fatty, t- like not fatty. T- it's like the liver. It's oh my like god, I haven't seen like a in years. Kidneys, decades. I'm like so all lucky. That stuff. Yeah, and they fry it real hard. hard and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so like southern, the southern, southern diet. So you know, growing up like that and not knowing portion controls. So when I got to college, I had to like relearn all that stuff. Yep. And then even then, I was working out a lot and I was probably in the best shape of my life, but I was also eating a lot. And so when I stopped playing basketball after my sophomore year, mm-hmm. I'm still eating like I'm burning all these calories and I was eating a lot of fucking food. And then I gained probably like like 60 pounds mm-hmm. in like my junior year. And I remember- Why did you retire as a sophomore? I stopped playing basketball because it was division three. I knew I didn't want to like go. I wasn't good enough to go far. I was just doing it so I had an extracurricular activity. Also, what is far as a female basketball well, player? Well, WNBA or playing overseas. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that. No. I'm not interested. And I knew that I wanted to do journalism. So I also realized 
that my schedule, I needed to stop playing basketball so that I can internship because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends did not get to do internships. And then when they graduated, it was like hard for them to get jobs because they had no like work experience. So I'm, I'm very, 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 very calculated. So I was like, I'm going to do this to get here. And then once I get to this point, I'm going to do what I need to do because I want to do something else. So yep. I was like, I had the best of both worlds. I played basketball for two years in college. A lot of those girls are still my friends to this day. We do Christmas and see each other mm-hmm. and like alumni games and all that stuff. And then I was like, I got to focus on my career. And um, and then once I got into journalism, it mm-hmm. was like just diet after diet. Oh, in high school, I did the weight loss pills and like, you know, that makes your heart speed up like ephedrine, all the shit that they like take off the market. Yeah, I remember that. Those... Yeah. You ordered them on TV and you yeah. just took a bunch of pills. Yeah. I did that. Did um, any of those... Did any of these diets ever work? No, no, they don't none work. None of them work. None of them work. Don't. None of them work. They don't work because you are altering your natural lifestyle to accommodate this thing, and that's the thing that gets you to lose weight. It's not the thing. It's like all the other shit. It's like I'm about to start a diet, so let me go buy groceries and food prep. If you just did that, then you would still lose the weight. You wouldn't yeah. need the pills. You wouldn't mm-hmm. need the. You wouldn't need the the powder. You wouldn't need the shake. You mm-hmm. would just be eating. In moderation, anyway. Right, right. And the shake wouldn't work if you're not working out anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just do all the other stuff without yeah. the shake. And so I know a lot of times, like people, when they see like the words fuck your diet, they're like, oh, she's telling us not to give a fuck about it. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then this week, the whole thing with Lizzo and Jillian Michaels, like that became a thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Wait, let's chat happened? about that. What happened with well, Jillian Michaels was on this talk show. Um, she was on AM to DM, the BuzzFeed uh, Twitter show. Mm-hmm. And somehow Lizzo came up and she was like, well, are we, you know, why are we celebrating her body? You know, who's just like, what are we going to do when she gets diabetes? And it's just like, we got to stop trying to police fat bodies. Like, we know she's a big girl. And that's a part of what she, why she is the artist that she is. It's her experience. Mm. And you don't really give a fuck about her having diabetes. You just want to fat shame her. Yeah. Because if you care about everybody having diabetes and you would be standing outside of Dunkin' Donuts being like, shut the shit down. We don't need fucking donuts every fucking day. And skinny people have diabetes exactly. too. It's called type a or type so, one. Okay. Right. You, you came in real hot right there. It's called hot that type. Is, that is called type, type the skinny yes, type. But I feel, yeah. like, I feel like people throw around the words fat shaming too much. Like, it's not, we're not shaming y'all for being big. Some people are unhealthy. But that's the thing. It, it's, if you're worried about the health issue of, of people in general, not just bigger people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what I tackle a lot is that there's so many social and political things that influence mm-hmm. how we eat in this country that yeah. affects all of us, yeah. not just fat people. Mm-hmm. So if you're worried about the quality of someone's diet, then you need to uphold that standard when you talk about corporate America who's putting all this bullshit in our food. Yep. So you can't be mad at me that my body reacts to this shit differently than your body. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like my body handles this shit differently than your body. And we both could eat the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm saying exercise eliminated. Like if we just had the same diet, you and I would still have different bodies. Sure. Because of just genetics and reactions to food. So a lot of times when we talk about like fat shaming and being healthy, it's like, do you understand, does a person have the economics to buy organic food? Do they have a car to go to the supermarket in their neighborhood? Do they know anything about nutrition or portion control? Like it's like a lifetime of food lessons that need to be, it's a lot of factors. It's I a lot of factors. That. And I also think that when I say that we need to have body positivity, it's like we should embrace all types of bodies. But under no circumstances am I saying that 
that should dismiss the quality of one's health. I do think that people should be healthy. I know that I'm a healthy person and I don't have a flat stomach. So somebody can come at me and be like, well, just lose your gut because you'll be better. <laughs> and I'm like, but I am in good shape. It's just that and you this, are healthy. Yeah, and I am healthy. But so that's what I'm saying. Like the optics, we have, we have to eliminate this tradition of like, well, if you don't have a six pack, then you doing something wrong. And There's it's plenty like, of skinny people who are unhealthy huh? in, in these United States. I, I too am you know, a skinny, was, unhealthy person. I was very disappointed <laughs> in the fact that you said you didn't drink water. I know. Yeah, that it's, is. That's atrocious. But then you put I, it on your social media and I was like, that, ooh, yikes. <laughs> well, I mean, but Canceled. actually, Canceled. no, actually a lot of people were in my DMs. It was like, Thank you for posting that because it reminded me of how much water I don't drink. And they're yeah, like, but the fact that you need to be reminded to drink water from somebody's social media, problematic. No, that what is that? No, that's not true. I, there's a lot of things that social media can help that's no, positive. I, no, listen, no. I, I appreciate you for putting yourself out there. I'm just saying as someone who knows you. Oh, I'm saying you don't drink water. I'm saying it as somebody who drinks water and knows that you need water in your body. That the fact that there are people who don't drink. Like I met somebody recently who said she don't eat fruits or vegetables. She doesn't like them. And and I was like, girl, her pussy got a stink like hot trash on a Tuesday. It probably it it smells like asparagus. Has to stink. Isn't that crazy? How but how do you how do you navigate life and not drink water? What is your aversion to it? The taste or you just don't have it in your daily like routine? I think once you become like a, a chronic dehydrated person, you don't crave water enough. Mm-hmm. And so you just are able to function without not drinking enough water. But I've turning that around and I'm changing it. But I'm it's working. not about craving water, right? Cuz people I don't, I don't think people cuz if you are thirsty, you'll drink something. Right. It's not about no it's not about craving the water. I mean, I for me, I guess it's different because when I was a kid, my mom in the morning, first thing in the morning, like after we brushed our teeth, we would have a glass of water. Before we went to bed, she'd make us drink a glass of water. And I remember complaining, oh, I don't like the way it tastes. Like, you know, how you are now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now like I hardly ever have juice. And I'd never have soda in my refrigerator. Yeah, I don't I don't drink soda. And when juice is in my refrigerator, it stays in my fridge for weeks. Yeah. Cause I'll have like a little a little bit of juice and be like I drink a giant glass of water in the morning and I drink it every time I come in and out of my house. So it's not because you like the way it tastes. It's just, you know, it's it's a habit. It's a habit. It's yeah. a habit. And you know, not everybody has great habits and I'm I'm okay with saying that and then working on it. You and know? I but the thing that I want to point out is that and when you talk about like Lizzo and fat shaming and all that stuff, you're in a position to say that you don't drink water and you will be admired and revered for it. No, if it, there's people just no, like no, Marie no. that's like, ugh, that's gross. Yes, but on the flip side, there are people like who Chloe's talking about. And I do think that if you were, say, a Lizzo and you said, I don't drink water, it would be like, oh, you're disgusting. It would be just, I think, much more negativity. Mm-hmm. I think I think people are like, oh, you don't drink water and you still look like this. Like, mm-hmm. get it together, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, take care of yourself Apparently, in a very loving nice way. nice to you about yeah, it. Yeah, they're nice to you about it. It. But if it was someone who who they who could be viewed as undesirable saying the same thing, they would be thrown under the bus. And I think that has less to do about whether or not you care about the person's health and how you react to how they look. And so I think a lot of times when we talk about like fat shaming and, and body positivity, it's like you don't like the way that person looks. It doesn't matter what they do in their life. You just have an aversion to how they look because they make you feel uncomfortable or they make you feel disgusted. 
And so a lot of times we put that shame on someone who's just trying to live their life. Right. But the flip side is, is that if like, um, like more plus size girls are in like lingerie or in bikini or just like naked on the gram, then it's like, oh, accept your body, da, 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 da. But if you're a skinny girl doing that, it's like, oh, look at that thought. Look, oh, she just wants attention, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's body shame in both ways. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I just want us to stop trying to be doctors and figure out whether someone's healthy or not, Mm -hmm. because I think that's a personal conversation. To me, I agree. To me, it's the same thing as someone saying like, when are you going to have a kid? When It's uh, like, that's girl. none of your fucking business. Yeah. To mm-hmm. me, it's just like certain things are personal conversations. And I don't think that you should project, you know, or, or try to like intrude in someone's life. And when it comes to like the whole diet industry, it's like, it, it's all bullshit. It's just all bullshit. I They're mean, just... those people are always going to exist though. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be somebody who has an opinion about the lifestyle that you yeah. live or you know, what you eat or how you dress. Mm-hmm. Or, of course. You know what I mean? And and especially as women, they love policing what we do with act, black women, especially what we do with our hair. Mm-hmm. Like the way that people reacted to me and are still reacting to me when I shaved my head, it's like, sis, it's none of your business. Uh, this doesn't affect you. But like, you know what I mean? Like people, I have an aunt. Every time I speak to her on the phone, she's like, this is the, you ought to get a boyfriend so you can get married and have some babies. I'm like, none of your children are married. Mm-hmm. They're all older than I am. Mm. And like, this is, it's a cop every single time we speak. Yeah. She's like, you gotta, you, you need a boyfriend so you can have a baby. And Yeah. I mean, that's a, tra- a very traditional viewpoint. It's like, you're not, you're not whole until you have a partner. And it's just like, that's not how women operate these days. But I also think when it comes to black women's bodies, everybody feels like they have a say. And mm-hmm. that goes, you know, all the way back to like, you know, Venus hot and top, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, a, a South African woman who had a really big butt. A big butt. And they, like, paraded her around and put her in a circus. And she died penniless because her body wasn't her own. And and if you paid extra money, you could, like, poke her with a stick and she would be naked in this, like, circus exhibit. Yeah. And so I think that's, like, symbolic of how people feel like they have ownership when it comes to our bodies. It's like they feel like they should be able to comment and say or touch our hair or smack our butt or criticize our outfit because they feel like, we are theirs, you know, mm-hmm. they either they, they admire us from afar. They mm-hmm. wish they were us. Like how, all these white women talking about Lizzo, this is her spirit animal. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you want to be a big black woman walking around? Mm-hmm. No, you just want to be able to carry yourself in the manner that she does. But they don't realize that her carrying herself that way is after years of being overlooked and you have to build yourself up and hype yourself up and that's what black girl magic is about it's like i gotta i gotta tell myself this affirmation because nobody else is gonna fucking tell me this shit yeah Yeah. and then then when you say it yeah and they're like what about you know beige girl magic (laughs) whatever the hell that is yeah but they don't realize that our like our flyness is our defense mechanism yeah it's not we don't wake up and be like i'm gonna be fly it's like yo i have to make myself feel that i'm gonna be fly because nobody else is gonna fucking tell me this shit and then they buy into it like, oh, I wish I could do it. It's like, no, I have to do this. That like, this is the only way I can cope in the world is if I tell myself that I'm enough, that I love myself, that my roles. I mean, are I am flat out, like, so you know, I'm also that part. Yeah, but but you but if you put like this, if you're if the world was your oyster, mm-hmm. you you wouldn't have to tell yourself these things because everybody else would be telling you these things. Sydney, is that true? Yeah, I mean, look at me. I I feel like. I'm ideally a good body type. Mm-hmm. I have a great face. I'm okay. Ta- I'm, ta- I'm talented. I'm funny, and I still get told no, and I still have many issues. And right. so, like, it doesn't matter about it. just because 
of who I am and what I look like, I still have to deal with all of the issues as a black woman because I'm black. But but because of how you look, when you do speak about your issues, and I may be wrong, but are people like, oh, it's it's not that bad? Like, do they try to minimize it? Because but look at all the other stuff that you have. You're cute. What do you mean you're depressed? You're you're beautiful. If I look like you, I wouldn't be depressed. Mm. Uh, I will say this on record. Uh, black people tell me like, what's the problem? White people be like, oh no, I totally understand. Yeah, they. It's more brown people of color telling me like. It could be worse. I mean, you could be poor. You could have no job. Yeah. Like, it's not that bad. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you're depressed? So, but I feel like that's that's also that's because black folks. Again, I think that kind of ties in with what Chloe's saying though about us having to like build ourselves up because it because for us it's like well it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Like you could have this 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 like I I hear what you're saying. I hear you, sis. Mm-hmm. But I I also hear you too, Chloe. Yeah, and I think that that's just that's just how we've had to cope with life. Right. It's not saying that your feelings aren't valid. Oh no, no, yeah, no, no. no. I, I mean, mean, and I know mm, that they truly yeah. are valid. But when you're presenting when you're presenting your your life to someone whose shit is way fucked up, mm-hmm. they'll never step outside of themselves to acknowledge what your problem is because they're so worried about what their issues are. So your shit seems minuscule, right? You know, and so even when it comes to like food and diet, it's like. Well, I want to lose X amount of weight. And someone's like, well, they about to cut my foot off, bitch. So <laughs> I wish I could just lose 10 pounds. Like, like they like it's there's no simp- it's like not much sympathy. And uh-huh. I think that that's something that we need to be like, everybody, everybody's physical body is different. No one has the answers. We don't know everybody's internal chemistry. Mm. But I do think that when you're telling someone who you feel should look a certain way, what they should do, we have to stop doing that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and I love that about your book that you 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 give these like um antidotes about yourself, but mm-hmm. you also put in like the history behind like yeah. oh this is why this is happening. Cuz a lot of times people don't know. So like I'll just give you some like really quick ones. Like yeah, okay, so so um for example, the reason why American children started to become obese in the 80s is because President Ronald Reagan cut the school lunch budget by 1.46 billion dollars. And when he did that, they relaxed all the restrictions and the quality control on meat. Okay, and- so we blaming Ronald motherfucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally for everything. The yeah, devil. for everything. For the devil. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And so when they did that, what they did was they like instead of a burger being 80% beef, it could be 50% beef because they were cutting the costs to make more profit and they started putting to like tofu and soy and stuff in these burgers that kids ate. And that's why kids started getting fat because now you're eating soy and filler instead of like quality foods. Same thing with um, with high fructose corn syrup. They started putting that in everything to cut costs because that's cheaper than like organic cane sugar. Mm-hmm. When you think Isn't about... Isn't that crazy? But that's how, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the stuff that that like people vote on and the stuff that the government did in this country 20, 30, 50, 100 yeah. years ago affects us so yeah. like negatively right even, now. Even like Chinese food. The only reason why we have Chinese food in America the way that we do is because that was the only way for Chinese immigrants to get to this country. They had to work at a fine dining Chinese establishment and get a work visa in order to enter this country because they were not allowed to migrate here. And so like when you think about all of the things when it just like you're just looking at like oh this is just pizza or this is just Chinese food or this is like there's so much other stuff when it like even history to it. So much history to it and I think we don't really realize that like 
the diets and all these other things, it's just like it's a money making scheme. And so like yes, whenever you like fall yes, like whenever you fall into like I'm about to do keto and it's like whenever well, you gotta wear keto clothes and a keto headband and get keto sneakers, <laughs> you got a keto book. It's just like keto book bag. Crazy. Um so Chloe, you obviously know what you're talking about because you've been through all the diets yes. and you you've given us all the research and also, everything. Also, a one fun one fun chapter that's not really food related, but it is about like self esteem and body is like chapter fifteen. It's all that's about the chapter that yeah. I got open, yes, friend. Girl, I bookmarked it. Get into it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, because we're talking about all this stuff and giving all these facts, but the book is actually really funny. Uh, I'm just going to read this one sentence and then we got to actually we got to wrap it up. But uh, it says, next time you're getting your back blown out, look back at that booty clapping and enjoy it. Sex is beautiful, even if you don't think your body is. Looking at the booty clapping behind you. Words by Chloe. There you go. F your diet. The book is funny, friend. Yeah, you're. I mean, I haven't read the whole thing because I don't have a copy of the book. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm passing it. To, you, you know, take it home. Fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also purchased it. Purchased it. Purchased it on audio books because you don't buy stuff. That's no, no. I, I, <laughs> that's it was not hard to true. Say. It was hard to say. Purchase. Uh, okay, bitch. Um, wow. How do I get my money back? Um, <laughs> I purchased it on audio books as well. Thank you. And um, I read it too, so it'll be me. Yeah. No. No. Oh, it's your I, voice yeah. on the audio book. Yeah, I did it. Oh wow. Yeah, it's fun. Come on, voiceover work. Hey. Um, Sydney, do you have any other questions before before we do? Well, no, I I just felt like this is obviously still a journey because you, I don't know if you still talk about it, but um, plastic surgery, mm-hmm. like, because you want to get. Yeah, yeah. I want to, li- I do want to get some stuff. I know I, I was told that I can't get lipo. <gasps> what? Why? Yeah, I was told by, I had a consultation with a plastic surgeon. They said, told me that I can't get lipo because, because I have, I would have excess skin and then that would be another surgery. Right. So if I wanted to get something, I would have to get like a, like tummy a tummy tuck. tuck. Tummy tuck. But I don't know if I want to get a tummy tuck, especially now because I don't have children, but I may want to have kids. And so they explained that I could get a tummy tuck if, but I just wouldn't get my stomach muscles sewn up together because that's how all the girls look like they have a corset is because they get their muscles sewn together oh yeah yeah so it's a lot it's just so crazy what we fucking do to ourselves i know and and it's just like and you know why what makes me so upset is that you put all this time into just trying to feel better about yourself and making your body look at least a, a little bit of the way you want it mm-hmm. and then you still have fucking problems yeah you still are like and, oh i don't love myself enough yeah and even when it comes to plastic surgery it took me to this point to even be okay with even thinking about it because you know it's like well can i be woke and have plastic surgery yeah. am i still gonna be down for the cause am i a good sister like, mm-hmm. because we're taught that that's like that's that's white people shit you don't you know we don't you don't do that now because plastic surgery is more affordable more like what people are getting it done mm-hmm. but then even when they first started get it done you would talk about them like a dog yes. you know so i just i just really had to come to terms with like what i wanted for myself and i may get it i'm not i'm not sure but you know I'm i mean open if to that it. makes you happy and you can afford it or somebody offers to pay for it then do I mean, it listen, I'm, not, I'm not taking sugar daddy money for no plastic oh, well, I'll slide, oh, slide the money to me, <laughs> i mean if there's a sugar daddy on the pod that would love to you sponsor who, chloe you know who says that he pays for um for plastic surgery already already for quad said he has a twenty thousand dollar limit and he'll pay for titties well, he need to pay for a new oh. nose. Ooh, 
Yikes. Shod. <laughs> God damn, Marie. Yeah, 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 damn. Um, um, uh, I'm going to so, say that he was joking. I don't want nobody looking up Artie okay. like, uh, uh, Oh, but, I was thinking, not him. I was thinking of oh, the, the white Artie Lang. Lang. Oh, Artie, yeah, not Artie the black Lang. one. Black Artie, Artie Oh, no, not him. Artie. I love him. Artie, he's, he's Haitian. That's your brother. Is he Haitian? Yes. Yeah. Well, I like him as a friend. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chloe, anything you want to leave us with before we go? Yes, uh, please. Listen, I, I think the quest for perfection is overrated. Enjoy who you are because that makes you unique. Um, please enjoy my book. Let me know what you think about it. Hit me up. Send me an email. Um, and you can check me out. I'm going on tour. I mm-hmm. will be in Philly at Uncle Bobby's uh, bookstore. I'll be at DC Comedy Loft. I'll be at Typewriter Dynasty in LA. Yes. And then I'm doing Sketch Fest. You guys will be there too. Yeah, yeah. next week. Just go. Yeah. yeah. And um, in Boston and Vegas. So just go to F, the letter F, and then you are Y-O-U-R, diet, D-I-E-T, dot com, and you can see all my dates. And uh, let them follow you on Instagram because they do that. Yes, Chloe underscore Hilliard, H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. Uh, love it, list this it, need it, so it. damn good. I wish we could have got more in the book, yeah. but, uh, you know, Chloe knows what she's talking about. Uh, sure did. Love it, list it, need it, want it. Um, thank you so much for being here, friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Ugh. Shout out to you and your future abs. Nah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try, try not to thought it too much. <laughs> you guys, make sure that you rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, love we'll yourself. See you soon. Yeah. yeah. Bye, friends. Bye. Hey guys, what's up? Before you go, guess yeah. where we're going to be? We're going to be in San Francisco. San Francisco treat. Uh, we're going to be at the Full House house. No, that's not where no, we're going to be. No, we're <laughs> going to be at the Punchline January the 18th at 11.30 p.m. It's a late show, but it's going to be a lit show. So Late make sure and lit. Lit and late. Lit and late. We're going uh, to have some merch for y'all. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a special guest. Mike could have some, you know, some special treats for you guys, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to say what it is, but... <laughs> Hashtag popper. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, come. It's an eleven thirty show. Uh, we want to pack the house. We want to meet you all. Bring all your fun, interesting, open-minded friends. Yes, if you want to get the tickets, we put it on Twitter. We also put it in our bio and the unofficial expert on Instagram. Get them tickets right, right, right now. It's on Live Nation. Yeah, get your tickets. Get your outfit. Uh, bring your friends, and we'll see you on January eighteenth. Woohoo! Bye, bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.